Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Isai. Welcome. This is the fourth of our entries into what we're hoping will become a, a glossary of Hasidic terms. Uh, welcome. Thank you for listening and participating and learning with us. Today's word is the Hebrew word Odoin, Aleph, Dalet, Vav, Nun. Very similar to Adoin Oilom, Asher Molach, Betadem Kol Yitzur Nivra. Odin means a master. The connotation of a master is that there is a servant, that there is a, a submissive, there is a, a quote, a secondary, end quote, entity that is at the service of the master. In davening, in the prayer, we refer to God Almighty as Adoin Oilom, Asher Molach, Betadem Kol Yitzur Nivra. There's a notion of God Almighty being a master without having a servant, which is a curious idea, which is discussed in Hasidus. And of course, I'll never miss an opportunity to advertise my website. So if you'll visit insidechasidus.org and you'll go to my Siddur section, the part which has individual prayers, and you go to Funfarant, I think I call it, I have more than one, more than two classes on Adonai Lama. I would delight if you would delve and explore and hopefully delight yourself in uh, what I share there. And of course, as you all know, I don't make it up. It's uh, from Chazal, from from Chachomim, and from Teir Shabal Peh, and from Chasidis, and from Kabbalah, and from Musad, and so on. Anyway, our word is not Adoin Elam, it's Adoin, Master. So, as I said, the minute you connote, identify somebody as a master, you're presuming that there is already a servant. And uh, the Odoin Eved construct is a unique kind of a relationship. The relationship between a master and a submissive and a servant is not one of intimacy and closeness, it's one of distance. Uh, parents and children have a close relationship, the closest relationship imaginable. Teachers and students have a defined relationship, but it's a relationship based on sharing a common interest. Um, and the same is true with many relationships that are based on specific areas of life or specific attributes or specific um, attitudes, ideas, feelings like sharing an interest in art or music, whatever the case is. So the bond is defined by the common interest and it's a relationship based on some kind of an intimacy. It's not as deep as the intimacy between parents and children, but it's nevertheless an intimacy. The relationship between a servant and his master is by definition one of subservience, of distance. Um, it's not defined by how well the student appreciates, the, the, the submissive, the servant appreciates its master. It's not defined by how much his master may or may not love his servant. It's defined by service. And service is about distance. That's the unique definition, or that's the specific definition of the relationship between a master and a servant or a submissive, that is based on distance. Now, on the surface, a relationship based on distance is not a is not a good relationship. Um, we shun, we look down upon any person who condescends in another human being in any capacity under any conditions, although without willing to admit it, much more of that exists in our society, in our so-called modern civilization, than we would be comfortable admitting. But this is not a subject on social science, it's a study of our world and our environment. Um, 
Nevertheless, it, it's reasonable to say that the relationship between a master and a submissive, because it's a relationship of distance, or to use a classic American term, it's a relationship of inequality, is shunned, is not seen as positive. However, number one, when you think of it in terms of our relationship with God, him being the master and us being the submissive, the terms are obviously very different because we're not the same. He's not human as we are, he's altogether different. And if you consider the nature of the relationship between a master and a submissive, it actually has advantages of all other relationships, even over the relationship of parents and children. And this is how Hasidus explained it. When you have a master who has a relationship with servants, or I'm using the word submissive, it seems to work for me. The relationship is not based on sharing anything. They don't understand each other, they don't feel each other, they don't sense each other. One serves the other. And the argument in Hasidus is that when you have a relationship between a master and a submissive, the submission is total. The degree of sacrifice, of, of submission, of the servant to the master is total. If the submissive understands his master and the relationship is defined by that, under, defined by that understanding, so the relationship is based on a proximity, on a closeness, but it's also limited by the degree of understanding. And the same is true with feelings, same is true with senses, and the same is true with any other kind of bond based on proximity, on closeness. But one is submitted, one is not attempting to be close, but rather is accepting that their master is superior and they have to serve, that submission is total. And when you think about that in terms of a relationship with Hashem, Hasidus makes a huge argument that in that relationship there is an advantage over any other relationship. The relationship between a master and a submissive or a servant is that the submissive is totally submitted to his master, at least he's supposed to be and he could be, and in some cases he is, and in that total submission he serves his master completely. Philosophically and psychologically when a servant serves a master, the submission is so total that whatever the servant does is as if the master did it himself because there's no self-identity. Uh, a slave owner, forgive me for bringing up that analogy, who had his servants do gardening or, or plant a field or do landscaping or build a house will never say, look what my servants did, look what I did. Because the degree of submission of the submissives, of the servants to the master is so total that what they do is as if the master did it. And when you think of that in terms of our relationship with God, with Hashem, there can be no more optimal relationship. Because when we submit to God, we're actually touching Him. Right? There's the age-old question, can you ever come close to God? And the answer, of course, it's impossible. God is infinite, God is plain, God is formless, God has no body, and we're whatever we are. But if He gives us an instruction, and we're able to carry that instruction out with a submission. In that submission, we're so totally dedicated to His will, it's as if we're nothing other than His will. And that's an actual circumstance of touching God. Touching God precisely because we're not trying to touch God, but rather because we're letting God act through us. We're submitting our body and our will to Him so totally that through Him He acts or His will is manifest. And in that, we're actually connected to Him. And that's how Hasidus argues the advantage of the relationship between Odin and Eved, the master and a submissive, and a servant, and a slave. That in terms of a relationship with Hashem, with God, it's an ideal relationship. 
Because since we're submitting and Hashem is acting through us, we're actually completely one with Him in a way which is impossible in any other kind of a relationship between God and creation, even if the relationship of a father and a son, which would be the classic uh, relationship of Neshamas of Atzilus and God Almighty. And uh, therefore we speak about this, right? And it, it, the way it practically plays out is what we call in Kabbalah, in Hasidus, Kabbalah Sel Machashamayim, when one submits to God completely, total subservience. What the Alter Rebbe calls in Tanya chapter 41, Avoida. Uh, um, they become completely one with the Master. Now I want to add one more thing on this entry of Odin, of Master. And that is that uh, the Tanya, the second section of the Tanya, is addressing what says in the Sharikh and Bamuna, what says in the Zayar, that there's a higher unity and a lower unity. Shema Yisrael is Yehud Allah, Baruch Shem is Yehud Atat, a higher unity and a lower unity. And the question that's, so the, so the Alter Rebbe, so I want to understand why there are two unities. Now, the simple understanding, and the place where this answer, the answer to this question is found at the beginning of chapter 7 of Sharikh and Bamuna, and the simple understanding of the answer is, that if you can't do the higher unity, you do the yo, lower unity. If you're not holding by Yehudi Allah, you do Yehudi Allah. As it explained in many Maimorim. But I think there's something else. And that is, it says in the Medrash, Ano Emlech, God Almighty says, I wish to be a king. In other words, God wants a relationship with us not based on closeness, but based on distance. He doesn't want to be our father, he doesn't want to be our teacher, he doesn't want to be our mother. He wants to be our master because he wants us to be his servants. Because in that service, we're more intimate with him, we're more connected to him than in any other relationship. And the Alter Rebbe argues the only way it's possible for God to be a master, for us to be his servants, is for us to be separate from him. And like it says, Bereiv Am Hadras Melech, to be a king you need to have an Am, and the word Am is defined as Oymemes, that means basically remote, distant, far away. Someone who's close to God, that means he has an understanding of God, a feeling for God, a sense of God, because of his proximity, his closeness to Hashem, cannot be a submissive, can't be a servant, and God won't be his master. He wants to be a master, and we should be his servants. There's different reasons why, and one of them is because we're never closer to God. Then we trap, stop trying to be close to him and submit to him. So the Alter Rebbe, in interpreting the Zayar, Lavi Mashakasu Zayar, the Shema Yisrael Hu Yichud Baruch is not explaining the need for the lower unity based on a deficiency in our level. It's because there is an advantage of being far away from God and being submissive to Him than being close to God and attempting to be intimate with Him. Mm -hmm.